0: Hello, this is Genesis 21. Yahweh visited Sarah as he had said, and Yahweh did to Sarah as he had spoken. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. Isaac means he laughs. Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made me laugh. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. She said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. The child grew and was weaned. Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham mocking. Therefore she said to Abraham, cast out this handmaid and her son, for the son of this handmaid will not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. The thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight on account of his son. God said to Abraham, don't let it be grievous in your sight because of this boy and because of your handmaid. In all that Sarah says to you, listen to her voice, for from Isaac will your seed be called. Also of the son of the handmaid will I make a nation because he is your seed. Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and gave her the child and sent her away. She departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. The water in the bottle was spent and she cast the child under one of the shrubs. She went and sat down opposite him a good way off, about a bow shot away. For she said, don't let me see the death of the child. She sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. God heard the voice of the boy. The angel of God called to Hagar out of the sky and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Don't be afraid, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Get up, lift up the boy and hold him in your hand, for I will make him a great nation. God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. She went, filled the bottle with water and gave the boy drink. God was with the boy and he grew. He lived in the wilderness and became, as he grew, an archer. He lived in the wilderness of Paran. His mother took a wife for him out of the land of Egypt. It happened at that time that Abimelech and Phicol, the captain of his host, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me here by God that you will not deal falsely with me nor with my son, nor with my son's son. But according to the kindness that I have done to you, you shall do to me and to the land in which you have lived as a foreigner. Abraham said, I will swear. Abraham complained to Abimelech because of a water well, which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. Abimelech said, I don't know who has done this thing. Neither did you tell me, neither did I hear of it. Until today, Abraham took took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two made a covenant. Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. Abimelech said to Abraham, What do these seven ewe lambs which you have set by themselves mean? He said, You shall take these seven ewe lambs from my hand, that it may be a witness to me that I have dug this well. Therefore, he called that place Beersheba. Beersheba can mean well of the oath, or well of seven, because they both swore there. So they made a covenant of Beersheba. Abimelech rose up with Ficol, the captain of his host, and they returned into the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and called there on the name of Yahweh, the everlasting God. Abraham lived as a foreigner in the land of the Philistines many days. This chapter tells of the birth of Isaac. And for so long in the book of Genesis, we've been looking forward to the birth of Isaac. God promised it to Abraham uh, that he would have a son. and, And there's been a whole story going on and uh, abraham's trusted god and finally the moment of birth and it's amazing to me the bible just says he gave birth and circumcised him on the eighth day it's like it doesn't make a fuss at all but i can bet you that abraham was excited what a wonderful moment to finally give birth but it does say that when the child was weaned they had a great feast and uh you know that's when the child stops drinking breast milk probably you know two or three years of age, something like that. And this child, uh, they had a great feast. (laughs) Very exciting time in Abraham's house. But that's when the problems began because um, Abraham was a wealthy man, a lot of inheritance, a lot of flocks and herds, a lot of servants. And Hagar thinks that her son is the firstborn. He should inherit it all. But Sarah thinks, no, he's not the real son. He's the son of a slave. And my son should inherit it all. And so Isaac, even though he's not the firstborn, he's the firstborn son of the free woman, of the real wife. And um, so there's this battle here over who's going to get the inheritance. And it bothered Abraham because it was like a fight between his two wives and between his two sons. And um, an interesting thing is happening here because in in this uh, kind of near eastern culture the firstborn did inherit double and so like if you had um say three sons you'd always divide the inheritance into four and the firstborn would get two inhe- two portions and all the others would get one or if you had seven you know you divide it into eight and the firstborn would get two portions like that so um but here no isaac is going to get the lot he's going to inherit the entire thing and ishmael gets nothing and it's, it's interesting because we see this kind of a pattern where the firstborn, physically firstborn, doesn't inherit, all through the book of Genesis. We've got the firstborn of Adam and Eve, Cain, he's, he's, he falls into sin and he's cut out completely. So Seth, the thirdborn, is like the, the, the first and main descendant of Adam. We've obviously got um, Isaac here, who's not the physical firstborn, although he's the firstborn of Sarah, Later on, we've got Jacob and Esau. Jacob's not the firstborn, but he's the one who inherits. Later on in the Bible, we've got Joseph, who's not the firstborn. He's the, like the 11th, but he's the one who inherits. There's this whole pattern where the one that you would normally think, the firstborn, does not inherit. And um, I've heard Bible commentators talk about this. Dr. Gary Rensberg talks about this. He's a Jewish commentator, and he he says that this is a picture of God choosing you know, God doesn't choose the greatest. He chose the Jewish people not because they were the greatest tribe or the most populous, but because they were small. And in the New Testament, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 1.27, it says that God chose the weak things of this world. That's us. We are God's people. We've been chosen, but we're not the smartest. We're not the strongest, the most intelligent, the most you know, loved, sometimes we're despised, but God chooses things that you wouldn't expect. And there's this like illustration here, always not the firstborn. So God's illustrating something. But there is, as I think about this, I realize that there, there is one firstborn in scripture that does inherit it all. And it's none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Bible says, the firstborn to rise from the dead. And he's the only begotten son of the father. And, but Jesus doesn't come demanding his rights or demanding his inheritance. Jesus comes and lays it all down. He gives his life up for us. And in doing so, he receives it all. And because of Jesus, we ha- it's only because of him that we even have an inheritance. So we may not be firstborn, but in Christ, we have an inheritance and it's so wonderful. And, um, but we've got two sons. One's the son of the slave woman That's the Hagar and the son is Ishmael and the other is Isaac, the son of the free woman. Paul talks about this in Galatians. You should check it out. And um, one was basically the son of God's promise and the other was the son of the effort of humans or human effort. And we're gonna inherit our best things when it comes through God's promises, not through our own efforts. And as Christians, we need to really look to God his promises to us we need to have faith in him and trust him and find out how he wants us to live not try to figure it out on our own apart from him and when we do that we will come into our best inheritance so father i ask you to bless uh, everyone today who's watching and listening i ask your grace to be upon them and help us to be people who come into our inheritance through the promises of god not through us trying to figure it out ourselves so father i ask when grace would be released forgive us our sins forgive us for trying to to achieve through human effort but lord help our eyes to be always set on christ in the name of jesus amen